it is Sunday, Chav Gimel, Mar Cheshvin. And we started, Mr. Hashem, two weeks ago, we started with the Yem Yem. And we started with the introduction. And uh, I'm going to start again from the top of the page. We read the first two paragraphs, and I'm going to read them again. Mimichtov Aamur, which is based on a letter from the Rebbe Rashab, from the Friedrich Rebbe's father. This is a paraphrase. The Rebbe's Ogizunzayin cut and pasted from this letter. In one place, he put dots. In most other places, even though he took out words and he put in words, uh, he didn't put in words, he took out words and pieces, he made it flow as a continuum. You don't even see where he skipped words. And the Rebbe quotes, Yutes Kislev is Hachag, is Kislev is the holiday, Ashabada, Bishalim, Nafshenu. The Abishter redeemed in peace the Jewish people, our souls. The Oir, the Chayef, Nafshenu, Nitan, Lanu. The light and life of our souls was given to us. In other words, we already have a soul, and that soul can have light and life, and it can be lacking in light and life. And Hasidus brings light and life into the soul. Today is the new year, the head of the year for Hasidus. In other words, from Yutas Kislev comes Chayas for the whole year. Which was given to us as an inheritance through our holy fathers. This is the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov. In other words, even though it appears that Hasidus Chabad is distinct from non-Chabad Hasidus, this in fact is He He Teres Abal Shem Tov Zal. Hasidus Chabad is the teaching of the Heilige Baal Shem Tov. The deepest Neshama of Hasidus is in Hasidus Chabad. Today is the beginning of Hashem's purpose of creation. Now, the purpose of creation started Rosh Hashanah, as opposed to Chavhei Yellow. The purpose of creation started Shavuos, as opposed to before Mount Tater. Here the Rebbe says the purpose of creation started Yitesh Kislev, and he explains, Shleimus HaKavana HaAmitis, the perfection and wholeness of the true purpose, Bibriyas Adam of the creation of man on the land. Lahamshech to bring down Giluye, the revelation of light. Pnimius Teira Seinu Hakadosh, the soul of our holy Teira. Asher Nimshach Bayeimazed, and this day it is brought down. Bevechinas Hamshacha Kolos, a energy which is encompassing. It's it's a power for the whole year, brought down on you to kiss of Alkol Sashana for the entire year. Valeinu Lahoyer Levaveinu, we need to rouse our hearts. On this day, with an inner want and a desire. The atzmi that goes to our very essence. The true point of our heart, or the point of truth in our heart. We should irradiate our souls with the light of the neshama of his taira. Blessed be he. This is the translation of these words. Now last week we read this, we talked about it, and we struggled with it. I want to talk some more about it. Forgive me. Some time passed. It's a bit of It marinated a little bit. It's an ishkin pash. It's edel edel It's the same thing over and over again. So exactly what did Hasidus change? In as much as this, what is this paragraph? This paragraph is giving the impression that until Hasidus was revealed, there was something fundamentally deficient about all of Yiddishkeit. What is it? What is it? So let me begin by saying this. 
good to know that there are two things Torah and the revelation of Torah they're very different Torah is an absolute truth Torah is not changing nothing is going to be added to the Torah nothing is going to be subtracted to the Torah Torah is the essence Hashem is one with His Torah the revelation of the Torah on the other hand happens in stages even though the Torah is one and the Lashon that's brought in the Maimorim which we're going to be learning about in Mitz Hashem I forgot this one. <laughs> one of my plans I have to get to is actually it's a Machon Khan. I'm sorry. Um, why did Abayim Armadayak to say the title will never be given a second time? There's a special diak by the Abayim, it's even in the Yem someplace, the title is never going to be given again. There's a reason why the Abayim emphasized that. Because the Tehidah can be given more than once is the same thing as saying the Tehidah can be given in parts. And Tehidah is an indivisible point. You either get it or you don't get it. Full stop. And if we got the Tehidah, there's nothing more to give. Finished. Even Mashiach, even Elam Haba, there's no more Tehidah to get. We got it all. But then, the revelation of Tehidah is an evolution. The revelation of Tehidah is a continuum. From time to time, the Amish reveals new points, new inyanim in Tehidah. As a result, there always were Yidin who had the Tehidah. I guarantee Abshim Yechai wasn't missing the Tanya. I just have a feeling that Izzah wasn't missing the Tanya either. The Talmidim of Abshim Yechai, the Talmidim of Abshim they, they were missing the Tanya. Hilo knew the essence of Hasidus. The whole tale is Avas Yisrael. How did Hillel know it? It's thousands of years before the Baal Shem Tev. The tale is, Hillel had the whole tale. But Hillel is Hillel. And Abshim Bechoy is Abshim Bechoy. And Abi Akiva is Abi Akiva. And Avram Avinu is Avram Avinu. And so on. The whole Tata, these were different kinds of these were different kinds of Nishamas. And these are the kinds of people who will say things to you like there are things I cannot reveal. You know, you read in the Sikhs that Abim say, I can't reveal. We can't reveal. What's the big deal? What do you care to tell us another secret? The Rambam was a big Makubu. He couldn't reveal it. Come on. But if you're a Jew like the Rambam, if you're a Jew like thank you very much. Thank you. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi you know what it means that there's a timeline and every time you reveal a new chayla container there's a new battle and you got to pick your wars you can't fight all the battles at once so everything happens on a schedule so there are yidin who know everything but one of the criteria for those yidin who know everything is that they keep it to themselves which can drive you insane it's very frustrating there's actually a mindment from the Alter Rebbe on the posting about Meshach Rabbeinu in all of my houses he trusted Salter Rebbe explains that the Tzadikim Hashem reveals everything to them but they're not allowed to reveal to the population and there's a story attached to that mindment that's what they say at least the first Kalina Rebbe, the base, the, the base Aaron Zayder, was a Talmud of the Mazitcher Magid. He passed away at the old age of 34. Oh 34 years old. He was a Talmud of the Magid. The last time he was by the Magid, 
He came in to say goodbye. So the maggot told him, Fargus and the hate. When he walked out, the maggot called in some of the boys, some of the Chavrai Kaddish, and said, make sure that the Avaram doesn't leave Mizrich. So they worked on it. And they were, they were not stupid people, they were very, very smart. And they convinced him to stay. But the Rebbe gave him a bracha, so he went to the maggot a second time. He said, I was about to leave, and the Chavrai Kaddish said, if I leave, I'm going to miss some unbelievable fireworks. No, 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 Fargus and the hit. As soon as they walked out the door, he called them in again and says, make sure he doesn't leave. This happened a few times. And he left. And he was nostalgic. Passed away. When the Chavrai Kedisha heard this, they were shaken. Can you imagine? And they went into the Rebbe and said, Rebbe, you. If you would you why you know what what's what's going on? What, what does this mean? You obviously saw that Tivadai Naif and Estalkus is gonna pass away. He didn't want to leave. So what's this game of cat and mouse? So the Maggit told him that says in the Possible those Tadikim. Tush Davish reveals everything was a Tarim Nishmagamaz, there's not a lot to say. Can you imagine how much tar that is? I think it's easy to be a rabbi. I think it's fun. Cover the hand, cover the head. It's it's unbelievable. It's, it's, it's a different kind of material altogether. But in any event, they were yidnu nu But they were not allowed to reveal it. And if they did, it was a tremendous mesidus nefesh. It was a tremendous akone. And the revelations happen on a timeline. Chassidus is the most recent monumental revelation of Teira. In fact, it is premature. It's Teira Seshel Mashiach. It's the teachings of Mashiach Tzedkenu, which is being given to us. That we're tasting the foods of Shabbos on Friday, like it says in Magen Avram, from the Kisvi Arizal. It goes full circle. The Shulchan Aruch says you taste the foods on Shabbos. The source of this, and it says in Kabbalah, they're supposed to taste the foods on Friday and Shabbos on Friday. And that's why there's the revelation of Kabbalah before Mashiach comes. It's a circular issue. It starts from Kabbalah, not from Allah. Chassidus is revealed. Revealed means for everybody, Rabbi Say. But he couldn't reveal it. And the revelation happens in a time frame. What is the revelation of Hasidus? What is the revelation of Hasidus? Now, there, there are many aspects, obviously. In the, in the Rebbe's Kundris, in Yon of has an essay on the essence of Hasidus. He brings four things. And the one we, in our generation, are most preoccupied with is to wake Yidden up from a faint. You're familiar with that? That Hasidus came into the world to wake Yidden up from a faint. And our mindset of Hasidus, which really, to all intents and purposes, is Eskashas to the Rebbe, to the Nasi Ador, Eskashas to the Rebbe, is Hafatzayadas. Changing the world. Shab has a different focus. It's not a contradiction, it's just different emphasis. And the only way I can explain it is by giving you a Hagdoma. I, I believe I said this last week, but I'm indulging, I'm repeating myself because I want to explain it better. I feel like I didn't I didn't feel satisfied in the way we discussed this paragraph last week. It says in the Sikhs from Friedrich and Rebbe, 
that the Baal Shem Tev had Bavizn as Yedere Darf did in the Mevishn. The Baal Shem Tev showed that everybody must serve Hashem. The Rebbe Bavizn the Azoi Yedere Einer Kon did in the Mevishn. The Rebbe showed that each one in fact can serve Hashem. In other words, the Baal Shem Tev said you have to do it, and the Rebbe showed you how to. He gave you the technique. And you scratch your head and you say the Baal Shem Tev said you have to do it. I think it says a Chumash. I think it doesn't give matter. Every Jew has said this. Hashemtiv, when he discovered the wheel, Hashemtiv revealed that you have to serve Hashem, and until Hashemtiv didn't serve the Eibushter. And there's an answer to that question. There's an answer to that question. And the answer to that question is in one word: until the Hashemtiv serving Hashem was behavioral. But you did. It could have been intellectual too, his scholarship, but it was defined by your consciousness, by your mind, and your heart, and your senses. When it says that the Balshemtiv said that every Jew must serve Hashem, and the Altarev qualified that by giving us technique how we can serve Hamish, that it means to serve Hashem with the Nishama, with the divine soul. Now, there were always Yidnes of the Shem with the Divine Soul. Special Yidn. Unusual Yidn. In historic times, in other words, in the last 500 years, we would call those Yidn Mekubalim. Not everybody was a Mekubal. Mekubalim served the Rebish to witness Everybody else, they couldn't. It says in Svarim that if a person learns Kabbalah and he's not perfect, it'll bring him down, it'll destroy him, like the story with chapter Tzvi, when I was invited. It was an exclusive idea. The Balshamtev collaborated with Al Rebbe Kvayachol, and they introduced a system which makes serving of the Ebishter within the Shama viable for every person. In other words, this is not Torah; this is a revelation of Torah. It's a revelation that allows the Yid to serve Hashem from his Neshama, from his Pintele, from inside. story with a lot of aspects. Last week what I focused on amongst other things was this idea of working on ourselves, changing our midas, changing our mahus, not simply being Jewish, doing what the Tata says, studying and practicing the Tata, but becoming a Jew. There's a difference. Of course, we're all Jewish. We're born Jewish. Becoming a Jew means the Mahus should be a Yiddish Mahus. I'm not a person who serves Hashem. I'm maybe Shinzam Edge. This is a Pneumius de Ka'avoyed. This is an Ashama service. And when I say Nishama, I don't only mean soul, I mean psyche also. The mind and the heart, the, the, the psychological person, the Mahus of the person should become filled with Yatlachkait. And this is a Chiddush of Hasidus. And when I say it's a Chiddush of Hasidus, I'm not saying it didn't exist earlier. I'm saying that before it was Taira, for Yechidei Segula, for elite, for certain people. Now it's a Gilui. It's been brought into the world of Kayach that every one of us could serve David with our Neshama. Every one of us can not only do what Yiddishkeit wants us to do, but we can be in our Muhus, in our essence, a Yid. But it's work. <laughs> it's work. The short version to the work is connection to the Tzaddik, the Rebbe to the Nasi Adon. In Hasidus Chabad, the Rebbe doesn't do the work for you, the Rebbe teaches you how you do the work for yourself. But this is what the Rebbe Rashab means when he says that Hasidus is a new revelation, it's like a brand new Rosh Hashanah, like it never was before. It's new and it's not new. It's like everything else in Yiddishkeit. Tehidah was given thousands of years ago. 
But the idea that it is viable for every person to serve Hashem with an Hashem, which has to do with Birid Amidis, with refining a character, and the whole notion of not just doing mitzvahs, but being a Yid. And when a person is in the Muhusa Yid, there's no such thing as difficult, there's no such thing as too much, there's no such thing as too much taxing, too much test, too much insight. This is the Chiddush of Chassidus. And like I said before, in the simplest approach, we get that by being Makusha to the Rebbe, to the Nasi, to the Tzadik Adad, who is one with Alakus, and he inspires in us not just what we do, but that our whole person should be a Yiddish a Yiddish person. Okay, so I wanted to sort of speak enlighten more what we said last week, and I want to now read it again. Okay, I'm reading the second paragraph again. I hope that was helpful. I made more problems. repeat your question in other words and I, I, I think what you mean to say is how do you do this how do you do this exactly what am I doing that wasn't done 500 years ago what's the magic what's being done what am I doing and on a certain very credible level it, 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 it sounds simplistic but it's real it's the relationship between the common person and the tzaddik changes your whole sense of Yiddishkeit. Let me be very insensitive, okay? If there is one message that Hasidah, that the Rebbe gives us, that we get, we may not like it, we get this message, you're not doing the Abish to the favor when you learn in Dab. You're not doing the Abish to the favor when you learn in Dab. You don't have brownie points, Lamaila. You're lucky you're You're lucky. See, this brings a certain emphasis into Avedis Hashem. Where Avedis Hashem is an honor, not a responsibility. It's a bracha, not a burden. It's a freedom, not a prison. And without a higher kayak, it's very difficult for regular people, that means people with Yetzirahs, to see it that way. Has different decisions. People are very intelligent who can learn the whole shas and know backwards and forwards, have different tests. But the centricity of I is constant. The center of my Judaism is me, it's everybody's test. Whether you've learned the shas a thousand times, you don't know how to hold the Gemara. And Hasidis changes that centricity. The centricity of Yiddishkeit is not I, it's Abishtah. It, it, it really is a change in mindset and it ultimately hopefully translates into a change of yid, of standard how we're a yid this is, it's very easy to say what I said it's very difficult to say it and mean it I've told you this once before that the Reb Zalman Duchman was a big chassid said that his Zayder Bar Chayel who was the Temachtedik Sachasid who was a very big chassid and a very high Madrege he was a Hill of Amakabal I'm sorry of Isaac Homer's Amakabal the whole works that Bar 
Chayel boasted that once in his life, one time in his life, when the Rebbe wrote him a letter for a new year, I don't know which Rebbe it was, he blessed him Beruchnius of Agashmius rather than Begashmius of Beruchnius. The Baruch we get says that he had a blessing for Gashmis and Ruchnis, first Gashmis and Ruchnis. One of the great Chsidim, one time that ever wrote to him first Ruchnis and then Gashmis. What's the big deal? It's a cliche. The Rebbe felt that for this person, at that moment, Ruchnis was actually more important than Gashmis. He didn't just say it. So it's a very, very deep Indian. For Tzadikim, of course, Ruchnis is more important than Gashmis. But Chassidus is not for Tzadikim. Chassidus is that what Tzadikim know, we should all have a Shaykhist to. That a Yid should really be an Amadrege where Ruchnis is present to Gashmis. It's very, it's, a, it's serious. It's a very serious thing. But this is, I think, what we mean when we say Chassidus added a new dimension to Yiddishkeit. A dimension of Neshama. Neshama means that we should literally, in this world, have a Ruchniistic priority. We, we all have Ruchniistic, we're all from Jews, thank God. But it's a war, not just with the world, it's a war with ourselves. We're constantly having to reconcile the contradiction between ego and needs and interests of the Ebishter. So we, we meet someplace in the middle. Hasidus doesn't want to meet someplace in the middle. Hasidus gives a koyach that we should be completely the Ebishters. It's awesome. It's very powerful. And there's no question that his kashas to the Rebbe brings that on. At least it brings on the bush of Pnimis, the sense of that possibility. We, we, we're not so proud of ourselves. We're no longer convincing ourselves of doing God Almighty a favor. You feel what I'm saying? So It's not an easy... I, we're not holding by the question of what do we do. We're holding by the question of what does it mean? And uh, I, I, I'm trying to help us understand what are these few shudas. What is the Rebbe, what is the Rebbe saying here? That Rosh is a revolution. It's a revolution not in Teda and Mitzvahs. It's a revolution in the Neshama of Teda and Mitzvahs. And the Neshama of Teda and Mitzvahs, he doesn't mean the books. He means the people. He means us. Chassidus brings out another possibility of the Neshama of Posh the people. Tzadikim always had this possibility, but Posh the people, this is a big Chiddush in Chassidus. I, I think this is what he's trying to say. Okay, you want to say something? So let's read it one more time. And said, we all prayed, right? This we say Rosh Hashanah. Every Rosh Hashanah is that today is the beginning of the Abish's creation. Now I told you this last week. Today is the beginning of the day as opposed to what? As opposed to what? The world was not created Rosh Hashanah. The world was created the 25th of Elul, correct? So we're saying, today is not the first day of creation. It's the sixth day of creation. And still we refer to it as Zehayah. This is the beginning. Why? Because in the sixth day of creation, Adamation was created. So notwithstanding that the world existed before, the creation of man and the exercise of free will is a beginning. So the Rebbe Rashab says, just like Rosh Hashanah is a beginning, although it's not the beginning, it's the sixth day, it's considered a beginning. Because of the creation of man and the exercise of free will, 
in a different vein, on a different level, Yutas, Kislev, Tov, Kuf, Nuntas is a beginning, it's like a new creation. What does that mean? On this day, there was the introduction of the practical possibility, or let me say alternatively, the revelation of Torah and Avodah for the possibility of Shleimus HaKavon HaMitis, the true and whole and peaceful and perfect intent. To create the man and God, God and the man of the world. In other words, what is man supposed to do to the world? What is man supposed to do to the world? What's our job? On one level, our job is to tame it. We live in, the, in a secular world, unfortunately, and the secular world is convincing us that this business of trying to tame the world. <laughs> Is, is the centrism of man and it's the source of all evil and it brings to the extinction, extinction of species and the cutting down of the rainforest but Taylor still considers that ancient old-fashioned principle to be true man is the center of creation and his job is to tame the world tame the world doesn't mean to cut down the trees and kill all the animals tame the world means to make it to make it an, an inhabitable place beginning with people animals is already messianic Every person, every civilization should have a sense of God and moral principles that should be practiced consistently. That's the purpose of man of the world. The purpose of man of the world is to tame it, to teach, to bring into the minds of heart and civilization goodness. But what level of goodness? What level of goodness? On one level, goodness is behavioral. People are good people. People shouldn't lie to each other. People shouldn't cheat to each other. People shouldn't hurt each other. People shouldn't take from one another. People should have a sense of morality, a sense of modesty, a sense of kindness, a sense of tolerance, a sense of forgiveness, a sense of generosity. Those are all good means that define human beings as it's prescribed in the Shev Mitzmech. That's the mission of man. That's the mission of, that's the mission of Tera. To make the world a good place. What is the mission of Hasidus? The mission of Hasidus is to conquer the hearts of people. Not just the behavior of people. It's not enough to be a good person. It's not enough to be an honest person. You have to be a pure person. Your heart has to be full of God. Not your life has to reflect servitude to God. If you don't mind using these words, Tater wants us to be Hashem's slaves. Hasidus wants us to be Hashem's children. It's a totally different dimension. And this is truly this is, we, when we learn Hasidus, and we taste it, and we eat it, and we take of it what we take, we're, we're ahead of the game. This is Messianic. Mashiach is about not the conquest of the, the behavior of man, but the conquest of the soul of man. And not just Yidlav, we're going also. The soul doesn't only mean that I don't want to let myself do a diver. The soul means I don't have a diver. I'm repulsed by diver. It's a totally different dimension. It's Pneumius Hakavon. It's a different, it's an Ishama. It's an Ishama thing. And we're waiting for this Gaos of Mashiach. We're still struggling with conquering the world on the behavioral level. And we've been given the technique, the know-how, the teaching that's what we're conquering the soul. There's a, there's a, there's a problem 
here. We've been given information very, very far ahead of schedule. We're still busy trying to conquer ourselves. We're about conquering the world, yeah. We're still busy trying to address the question of behavioral taming of humankind. Again, forget about animals. And we've been given the teaching that talks not about the conquest, not about the control of human behavior, but the conquest of the human heart and spirit. And that's what Hasidus is. There are many reasons why Hasidus was given to us ahead of time. And one of them is that we wouldn't survive. We wouldn't survive the external conquest without the help of the internal power. But the Rebbe Rashab says you should know what is Hasidus. Hasidus is not just attempting to teach us how to control our behavior. Hasidus has to do with conquering our hearts, our souls. Our mohus should be godly. And ultimately not just a yid lahav lagoyos. And therefore in terms of this dimension, in terms of the dimension that Hasidus is about the conquering of the neshama, the heart and the soul says, the Rebbe Zehayim, the world starts today. Because Kislev taught Kun and Tess 206 years ago, this colony in Kislev, the world was born. What are you talking about? It was 5,559 years old. Who can I give this at? And the Tedet is just like the world was six days old. When man came along and had free will and made Abish to the king. And just like the world was 2,448 years old and so many months and so many days, Abish came down on a mountain and gave us the Tedah. It's considered a Rosh Hashanah. It's a renewal. It's a new dimension. Hasidus, its onset is a new dimension. It's a dimension that's do with previous, with Neshama. And ultimately it's Tiras Neshama Mashiach. But the Rebbe Rashad said it's a new, it's a new form of Yiddishkeit. It's not a Yiddishkeit. It's a Yiddishkeit that it teaches that it's not, that we can in fact achieve harmony with Yatlachkeit. Not consent, not submission, harmony, not acceptance, peace. We should be one with Gatlach, we should love Gatlachite like we like jewelry. To bring down the light of the inner dimension of Holy Tehra. Which was brought down on this day. In a general way. For the whole year. For what's called Aveda Pnimis. For serving Hashem on a level where it's not enough to do and not to do. We need to be. The Mahus of the is to be a get we need to wake up our hearts on this day the desire and a will which comes from the inside the very core of our beings the point of truth or the true point within our hearts our souls should be filled with and much 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 more we're going to have this we're going to have infinitely more all of that was given up no doubt about it but the revelation takes place in stages and Hasidus is the revelation of Pneumius Terasi Yisbarach what is Pneumius Terasi Yisbarach? it speaks to the Pneumius of a person Terasi speaks Chitenius of a person the behavioral man and 
Hasidus speaks to, the Pneumiusev speaks to the spiritual man. The spiritual man has the capacity to be intimate with the Abishtah, to be intimate with Abish, be one with the Abishtah. And the Rebbe continues with a prayer. The Rebbe Rashab does. And he says, Mimamakim Krasichavai, says the Rebbe Rashab. From the depths, I call to the Abishtah. That he should bring down this power, this possibility. The depth of the inner dimension of Hashem's Tate and Hashem's Mitzvahs. What is the inner dimension? The inner dimension is not to understand it better. Yeah, I'm sure it is to understand it better. It's not to understand it more deeply, even though I'm sure it's that too. It's to feel it, to be one with it, or to say it technically, to see the Eivishter, rather than understand and hear the Eivishter. Okay, from the innermost and the essence of Eintzav. It should radiate in the inner levels of our neshamas. Our entire essence. And the Rebbe says in the parenthesis of Tzene this means our entire form. Emphasis on his Not only in our essence, but in our expression, and our behavioral lives, there should be warmth of neshama. To be to the Abishtan alone. And we shouldn't feel like we're martyrs. We shouldn't feel like we're doing the Abishtan a favor. We should be filled with getlakite, rich and humble. Not not that we are so we're so close to the Abishtan. We should appreciate that we've done ourselves a favor, not the Abishtan. Not only in doing Taito Mitzvahs, but filling our Neshamas with Getlachite. Our Mohus should be a Getlachamus. Legadesh Meitanu. To divorce from within ourselves. Every evil and shameful Mida. May I meet the from the natural emotions. Everything that we do, everything that we do, and all of our priorities. Which is davening and teira and as well as worldly matters. That are necessary for the subsistence of the body. You should be bekavana mitzvah the true intent l'shem shamayim only for the rebishter asher chafet zavaya chulu which the rebishter desires. You see, and Hasidus would not settle for a person who is a martyr. He only does things l'shem shamayim. Why? He sacrifices himself completely to the rebishter. Says Hasidus, wrong. You're not sacrificing something with the You're filling yourself with the Abishtah. You're doing yourself the biggest favor. Because it's not about sacrifice, about martyrdom. It's about being filled with the Lakus. This is a new dimension. And it's especially a new dimension for our Nashim Kerkenu, for regular people. But it's hard work. It's very hard work. It requires a lot of commitment and a lot of wisdom. And it requires a real good Asayla Kharab. Maybe the last one of those Asayla Kharabs were killed 60 years ago, but that's what it requires. Says the Rebbe. You bekavana mitzvah with a true intent l'shem shemayim for the sake of heaven and shachav v'tzavai achul debishter once. For Hashem is varech, God blessed be He, of Rachman, the Father of Mercy. Yerachem aleinu, shav Rachmanus on us, shav mercy upon us. Biyanchenu b'derech ha'teva, He should lead us down this good path. For Yashara that is fair and straight. That Yashar yechazupanei. When you walk straight, you will see the Ebrishtas counted. If you reach in the Lashna Chasidus, till Achmuz the Moshe is of Baruch Hu. Thank you.
So I think a little bit we have a feeling what the uniqueness of Hasidus is. Hasidus is about Nisham, it's about Hart, about being full of Gepachait, and full of Gepachait in a way where it's not about me giving of myself. This is me. My Matthias is Gepachait. My Matthias is This is what I live for. This is my pleasure. It's very deep. And Hasidus says it's also very real. Now, there are a couple of more points which I want to still explore. Um, I want to talk about this Indian from the Gadish Mitano Kumidero Maguna. And I also want to talk about the point Yosha Yachazufanei. Okay, and I'm going to start now. I, I know I'm not going to finish this week. So, like I said, next week at Nachfabrengen, we're expecting to see the Rebbe, right? It's in the program. You're not going to lose your job. You'll have more money and you'll have more students and people will listen to your announcements. Anyways, but okay, so next Sunday is next Sunday. But next time we learn, I want to, but I want to at least start now. This is from the Garish Meitano Kumidero Maguna. I remember worry, reading this as a kid, a kid, a teenager, and wondering how did Midas come to Lubavitch? We learn Hasidis, we're Hasmaskilim, we make fun of those people who worry about Midas Davis, you know? But it's so false. Lagarish Meitano Komida Romagur, this was the discussion we had last week. Core teaching of Hasidus is to work on our character, to work on our personality, to work on our character traits. You see, but when one works on character traits, there's two ways to work on character traits. I'll tell you a story. I've told you the story before, but I know I haven't told it recently. So it's... Thank God for forgetfulness. <laughs> um, Rebbe had a chassid whose name was the Pinchas Reizis. His Reizis was the name of his mother. His mother-in-law was Reizis, Shishana. She was a very, very wealthy woman. Very, very wealthy. Independently wealthy. And she had the best aid in Zishklov. She got for her daughters the finest sons-in-law, the best, the greatest minds, the greatest outs. When the Alter Rebbe came to Shklov for the debates, the Alter Rebbe used to travel to debate with the Mesnagdim. At that time he felt like he, he owes it to Mesnagdim to give them an opportunity to question him. And he went and he had arguments and discussions. And he won the Vikuchim and so on. And he took with him many Yungalite. This woman, Reza, was very taken by the Alter Rebbe. She saw him, I don't know how. And she was very taken by his personality. So she said to her sons-in-law that any of you who goes to Lajna and becomes Makushit to the Lajna Magid, I will give you a huge, huge portion of my estate. A lot of money. Millions of dollars. And a couple of them went... <laughs> and one of them was the Pinchas Reises. So she, he was called the Pinchas Reises. His last name was Shik. He came from Shklov. His name was Pinchas Shklov. Chassidim called the Pinchas Reises because she made him a Chassid. This was his name. He's known to this day as Pinchas Reises. There was another one. There was Avram Reises Dachzmer who was married into the family Dachzmer. There was another, another Reises. He, he had a brother who also became a Chassid. But the Pinchas Reises was a giant. 
the Mitzvah Rebbe referred to him as the field marshal of Hasidus. You know, in the military, there's a lot of ranks, and there's higher ranks and higher ranks. The highest members of the military wear what's called civilian clothes. The highest ranking officer in military clothes is the field marshal. Now, I don't know if this is true in military, but the Indian is. The Pinchas Reis, the Mitzvah Rebbe called him the field marshal. He was the highest ranking officer who was up. But he didn't have any children. It's a long story. And when he passed away, the Mitzvah Rebbe went to his Levaya and he was coming back and said, ah, the field marshal from Chassidus is avek. The field marshal of Chassidus is gone. In other words, there's another Rebbe. But we don't have a field marshal. That's how I understand it. Anyway, he was a giant. His father was the Av Bezdin Ashklov. The Av Bezdin Ashklov. And unbeknownst to him, he wrote Askoma on the Alter Rebbe's Hilchastamateide, which is another story. Abhenachshik was a Masnagid. A big Masnagid. He was very, very outspokenly opposed to Hasidus. In his day, People became Hasidim, their children, their parents had shiva for them. Like it is in the Hogishmat, Rahman al Islam. Rabbi Hanach Shik did not sit shiva when his son became a Hasid. He was against Hasidis, but he wasn't an idiot. He knew his son was an Orthodox Jew. But he was very, very unhappy. We know from other stories of Avram Shainis that the Benach Shik was an honorable man. He was on a snagit, but he had he was he wasn't violent, he wasn't militant, he wasn't into killing people and lynching people and taking people's panosis. I mean people sit him suffering Yafelach and Yanayar. It didn't come easy. But it did bother him that his son, his prize, the black of his eye, became a chassid. And he always bothered him about it. And they had many, many discussions. Father and son got along very well. They were very close. Because he was a benad, he was a mensch. In one of the many discussions, they were talking about that Hasidus introduces the union of Bidir Amidus, the refinement of character. Rabbi Hanach says, for this you need Hasidus, you have Sifrei Musa, all kinds of Sifrei Musa that talk about the refinement of character. Moreover, you even have Sifrei Musa, you have Sifrei Musa which are based on Kabbalah, like the Shalom, like the Rishas Chochmah, where you have not only the advantage of Musa, but Musa with the Neshama of Musa. Why do you need Hasidus? So that Pinchas Reizes said, Hasidus teaches Midas HaNova to be humble. So that Hanach says to his son, I'm going to learn HaNova without Hasidus. These were real people. These were Nishkin Kindalach. These were not children. These were real people. And they made a deal. Okay, a wager. So that Hanach has Chavegizetz. He sat down. He learned through from all the Sifrei Musa, from the Chavis Alavavis, and from the Sheshachma, Shara Nova. He learned it through when he, he was a big mind, he was a giant, and he worked. And after a while, he told his son that he feels like he has integrated Midas Hanova. He, he personalized it. So that Hanach now had to discredit it. Friday morning, he comes to his father's Shamish, and he says to him, this afternoon, when my father goes to the Merchus, goes to the Mikveh, so he comes out of his room, and he gives you his bag. 
and you carry his laundry to the Merchitz, you help him take off his boots, and those days they didn't have socks, they had volikis. Volikis was like ace bandages, you had to, you, you had to wrap, they didn't have socks, so he's a wrap volikis. And then you had to help with the schwitz, and you had to beat his back, there were a lot of things people needed help with in the Merchitz. And naturally the Shamish did these things for the Rav, for the Benech, he says, you'll tell my father that for 25 years you've been his servant. It's time that he should be yours. The Shamish was a Shamish for a reason. He wasn't that bright. And he was very, it's a good idea. So now I've got to keep in the score. Rebbe Henech comes out of his room on Friday and he gives his Shamish his bag. He says, Rebbe, 25 years I've been your servant. This week you're my servant. Henech understood right away that someone planted this seed. His Shamish wasn't smart enough to think up the idea. So he took his back, and the Shamish is now strutting proud like a peacock through the streets of Shlom. And the Henech left the Lach. And they come to the Merchitz, and the Behenech made an absolute fool out of himself. In the presence of the whole Shlom. He took off his shamish boots, he helped him with his volikis, he had him gebezimt, he went to the schwitz, he broomed him, he helped him get dressed and get undressed and he helped him wash himself. Anyway, <laughs> he passed the test with flying colors. He came home, the whole city of Shklov is talking about the Benech's bushes, and he calls his son, the Pinchas. The Pinchas comes, so the Benech says to him, Pinye, no. Believe me, Pinchas Aziz knew exactly what happened. He says, I didn't learn one word of Hasidah, that's never been mouth in the heaven. And look, look, it was very difficult, but through Avoid I achieved it. So the Pinchas Aziz says to the Benech, Tatan you, my holy father, my wonderful father, what were you thinking and feeling? <laughs> and you were being so thoroughly humiliated. He says, what was I thinking and feeling? That if I could, I would chop his head off. I was such indignation, such chutzpanoz. He says, Father, if you had been a chosid, you wouldn't have thought anything of it. The Alter Rebbe, the Moghe Foran, the Rebbe was once traveling. And they came to a city of Misnagdim. And the Misnagdish proprietor, the owner of the inn, found out that the Rebbe is also a member of the Kat, of the cult, of the Meshagoyim. He says, you know, I found up a Sefer called Noim one of your people. My table broke one of the legs, so I put it under the table to keep the table steady. What can you tell me about the author of this Sefer? So the Rebbe says, well, I'll tell you about the author of this Sefer is, that if you would take him and put him under the leg of your table to hold up your table, he would be just as quiet as his Sefer. Midas Tevis is Judaism. But there's two dimensions to Midas Tevis. There's the behavior of Midas Tevis and there's the Mohus of Midas Tevis. There's not getting angry and not feeling angry. They're not the same. There's not expressing jealousy and there's not feeling jealousy. 
There's not expressing hatred and there's not feeling it. There's not, a, there's not taking revenge and there's not holding a grudge. They're two dimensions altogether. Of course Hasidus are Midas Tevis. But Hasidus doesn't satisfy. Midas Tevis, to be a good person, is a nice thing. Hasidus wants your mahus to be good, not the behavior. The mahus means to say, not you don't give back, you don't hold a grudge. It's so deep. The Rebbe Rashab says, Legadish, Beitano, Komida, Rome, Agur, to divorce within ourselves all evil and shameful midas. He doesn't only mean we shouldn't be jealous, we shouldn't covet. He doesn't only mean we shouldn't hate. He doesn't only mean we shouldn't condescend. He doesn't only mean we should look at other people like this. He means we shouldn't feel it. This is how Hasidus is a new dimension Bidra Midas. Bidra Midas is not only the Bidra of the Maisa Hamidis, it's the Bidra of the Mahus Hamidis. There are many communities that are very, very preoccupied with Midas Tevis, and God bless them. The Chafetz Chaim created a, 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 a sensitivity to Midas Tevis, the Beinad Machaveri. Yeah? But there's two dimensions to that. There is, I do good things. This is a part of Hasidus. The Rebbe says in the Kuntis and Yanis Hasidus, it's one of the four core purposes of Hasidus is to be Mavarad Amidis. Mavarad Amidis means not only Mavarad the expressions of Amidis, but to Mavarad Amidis itself. Okay, so this is the first Indian. This is we could fabreng about this also for an hour, but we'll consider ourselves fabreng. The second kude. One second. Right, right. And if you have a good mida, tivis, a good natural mida, it also has to be refined. Like Avraham Avinu was kind, and Avraham learned how to be disciplined in his kindness, that he could take his son to an akeda. When somebody came to his house and he fed him for free, which gave him great pleasure, he made him thank the Abishtid or he told him he's going to have to pay. That was against the Midah of Avraham Avinu. It demonstrates how in the Midah Tivis you have to bring in a Gethlachite, Elokus. Bulinet, the next week, next time we'll do the last point. Yashi Yechaz is the name, it's Okay. Happy Sunday, happy always.